Mom Friend Hotline, how may I help you? Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Mom Friend Hotline. It is me, Yasmina, your local mom friend, and today we're actually not going to have maybe such a mom friend topic, but I'm going to be talking about things that I value or like about Finland. So... For those of you who are listening for the first time, hi, welcome to this podcast. As I said, my name is Yasmina, and in this podcast, I usually discuss deeper topics, uh, difficult issues, problems, and try to come up with solutions to you, your imaginary situations. So think of it like a little free therapy session with your mom friend. That's the vibe that I'm going for. So grab a cup of something warm and let's get started. I answered my boyfriend because he's at the supermarket and they're currently run out of bananas because of some international situation. Anyway, we eat a lot of bananas because we both make smoothies in the morning. So that was sad news. But anyway, we'll get bananas from some other day. It's just happy that we get some fruit in this country. So I'm still recording with my little different system to normal. So I hope that this voice is still okay to all of you. There's gonna be a few episodes recorded like this and then I'm going to go back to my normal routines because I will have my um, adapter, which I forgot, into the north, literally. Anyway, today we are talking about what I value or like about Finland. So for you who might not know where Finland is, it's situated in- it's situated. It's situated in Europe. It's a pretty big country in the size of the actual country, but Um, the number of people that live here is very low compared to the size of the country. I think there's like less people in this country than there is probably in Luxembourg. And Luxembourg is probably about the size of our capital area. So yeah, but that's one of the things that I actually like about this country, which I will get into a little later. So Finland is situated in Europe. It's next to Sweden and between Sweden and Russia, if that's tells you something and um that's where i have been living the past 14 years of my life uh before that i lived in belgium but we're not gonna get into that well actually maybe i can compare the countries from the little perspective that i remember of belgium so we moved to finland when i was seven in 2007 and from there on i have been living in finland so i have quite a long experience of this country and i've seen it evolve and change during their years not drastically but it still has changed first and the biggest point that i have which i value enormously about this country is the safety there is generally in this country and the safety that you can have when moving around in very, even very busy areas, even during festivals, etc. I don't rarely am afraid that somebody might steal something from me. Um, I can wear whatever I want. I can, meaning both clothes and jewelry, without feeling afraid that I might be sexually harassed or robbed. Uh, I've heard from my parents who've lived a lot abroad, that for example, in New York, I don't know, this is probably not nowadays because now when we visited it, New York seemed pretty safe. But when they used to live there for like 20 years ago, you couldn't really wear any rings or um, attractive or like eye-catching jewelry because that would just be ripped off your neck or um, literally just taken off your hand so or that was the experience of my parents and what they had heard from their friends so that's definitely not something that happens in finland obviously there is some pickpocketing and there's a lot of bike stealing but i feel like that's very common 
um, in every single country, but especially the sexual harassment. I know that obviously it happens in this country as well, but not at all on the same level as in many other countries. Now, obviously, this is my personal experience, and there probably is many other personal experiences from people in this country who have been sexually harassed and who have been, um, who have, who've been a, a victim of a sexual crime. So, yeah, this is just my personal, obviously, <laughs> my personal like experiences, etc. But. I generally feel very safe in this country and also feel very safe moving around even at nighttime by myself. Generally, I feel very safe in this country and that's something that I'm very grateful for. Of course, from time to time, I or the most of the times, the, the moments when I don't feel the most comfortable is if I'm moving around alone by myself, especially if it's not like a very densely populated area. For instance, if I'm moving around in Helsinki, the city center of, or the city center of Helsinki, the capital of this country, I probably feel less afraid than if I'm walking to a bus stop from a friend's house party by myself. Simply because if it's a very densely populated area or just a an area where there is more people there's obviously somebody that you can always go and ask for help if there's something that's going to happen but you know walking by yourself at to a bus stop just yeah but a lot of the time i remind myself especially during the winter if i feel afraid or uncomfortable walking alone especially in rovani i mean there's like such poor street lighting and during the winter the sun literally sets at 2 p.m so Obviously, if I'm moving around by myself at 3 p.m., it's pitch dark and the lighting sucks, which I don't get because it's literally dark the whole winter there. So why don't they have better lighting? Anyway, so the lighting sucks and I sometimes feel not afraid, but just a little anxious, you know, just not feeling the most comfortable if I'm walking by myself. And then I just tell to myself, usually like why I'm afraid is I'm afraid to of sexual harassment or any kind of abuse you know? So I tell myself, who is going to be sitting out here in minus 25 degrees waiting for the perfect person to sexually assault or just assault in general? Like, who's going to do that? Like, literally nobody. Nobody's going to be sitting in the middle of this freezing weather waiting for me to pass by so that they can, like, murder me or something, you know? Like, or if somebody does, well, that's just literally um, some huge form of persistence <laughs> that, they, <laughs> that they want to go through to commit this crime. So I don't really see that happening, and that always reassures me. It makes me laugh because I think of somebody... <laughs> <laughs> like a murderer just creeping and sitting in some pile of snow literally freezing their ass off waiting for somebody that they can commit a crime onto because it's so absurd and non-realistic anyway but most of the time i feel very safe in this country and that's awesome and i feel like it's also just very common sense to be aware of your surroundings especially if it's dark and you're moving alone because you know who are you gonna call or who where are you gonna go if, if something happens you know because you never know what might happen also just like breaking your ankle or whatever you know so yeah my second point which is from a completely different perspective is how well different foods and allergens have been taken into account mostly in supermarkets but also in restaurants and in any kind of place where you could go and spend your free time like amusement parks for instance have a lot of gluten-free choices and vegan choices etc but especially supermarkets and i was so astonished when i moved to rovaniemi that they literally have a better, a bigger amount of alternatives when it comes to gluten-free and vegan options, etc. than any other 
allergen-free options um, than, for instance, Helsinki has. Obviously, this has also to do with the fact that there are bigger stores there. There are like supermarkets, whereas in Helsinki, a lot of the food shops are a lot smaller simply because there's so much more of them and because it's expensive to higher locations in the city center the bigger supermarkets are usually a bit outside of the city which is very common um, in all countries and also or then are simply located in the complete city center but not like in the rural rural areas or in the areas that people usually live by or yeah live close to but in rovaniemi even my closest tiny supermarket has a lot of gluten-free options and also vegan options which i'm surprised about like there were a few things that my local small supermarkets in helsinki didn't have for instance gluten-free oats is something that they didn't necessarily have which they do have in rovaniemi definitely very grateful for that the one that i have noticed is restaurants don't necessarily have this incorporated as well as supermarkets um which i feel is still pretty normal because it's not as common as you know people with allergens do need to eat every single day and they probably don't eat as often in restaurants or the amount of people with allergens eating in restaurant is not as high as people without allergens or you know food choices because veganism is not always just about being allergic or um, intolerant Anyway, uh, but I've also noticed that restaurants, apart from in Helsinki, I just haven't found the so-called good ones in Helsinki yet. But for instance, in Turku and in Rovaniemi, they also have usually taken very well into account both gluten-free and milk-free options. And depending on the place, also vegan options. So that's awesome. I think for me, the most difficult part, because most of restaurants always have a gluten-free options or many gluten-free options or almost everything is gluten-free. But to both have gluten-free and milk-free is usually the challenge because that's what I need, or gluten-free and vegan, yeah, whatever, depending on what I'm eating. Um, so that was number two. Number three is having free education and also basically free university. Technically, the whole university is free, but then again, you do have some sort of an entrance fee. I think I pay at least 100 euros every year, which obviously is tiny prices but it's still not you know a hundred percent free but still it's very cheap and most of that money also goes into our i don't know what it's called in english but like our medical system so that we can have free doctor visits visits etc and that's unlimited i definitely have been using that a lot i've been trying to handle all of my problems since it's free for instance there's also free therapy which i have been using even though i feel like i don't necessarily need it but i feel like everybody needs therapy like it's good for everybody so i've just been using it from time to time simply to because it's free and it's excellent it's they have great service great therapists or whatever their labels might be i'm not sure if they're actually certified therapists or whatever or are they like something else but anyway they're good and they're people that you can talk to and that definitely has been like i don't know just amazing and an amazing experience and it's just like basically going to private clinics but it being free like there's usually no queue except if you want to go to the dentist and even then you get past the queue in like a week and get an appointment within a week if you have something that really needs to be taken care of same with any other problem really you just get a time within the same week if you're suffering from something that really affects your life every single day going hand in hand with the free education free education is the 
I actually don't know what it is in English. Hold on, let me Google it because this is something I need to know since I'm being a tutor this year to exchange students coming from different countries to the University of Lapland. And I should know the names of these, these companies, not companies, FSHS, definitely should know now, Finnish Student Health Service. FSHS is like my favorite thing ever. It's so cheap. I think you pay like 50 euros per like school term. So like there's two terms basically. So it's 100 euros per year. And I think it's 130 euros you pay to the university. So it's like 30 euros just to go to university. Wow. So the FSHS, really their service is like top notch. I've been, I think, to like 13 appointments for various reasons and I think I've had one bad experience and otherwise all the experiences have been amazing, excellent, the service has been great, the people have been great, the advice I've been given has been awesome and yeah, just honestly has been like top notch and I'm it's something that I'm super grateful and proud I've heard people complain about it, that it doesn't work the way it should, meaning that it's overcrowded, uh, especially now during corona time. I personally don't have an experience with that. With therapy, I got into therapy like within the month that I called them and asked for a therapy appointment. So I feel like that's a decent amount of time. Like, obviously, if you're having, you're in a very bad state, you can probably get a reservation for like within two weeks. But I don't know what the experience of other people have been. Have they had to wait for a therapy session for a very long time? I don't know if you don't want just therapy if you for instance want if you want to see a psychiatrist then you're gonna have to wait a longer time and that obviously can affect your mental health and just in general um complicate things when you need help and you've reached out and then you have to wait for months at a time but i don't have experience of that so i can't say for that but from all the experience that i've had i've gotten into care very quickly and it's been free so there's nothing to complain about really Number four or five, I don't know, is having four seasons in this. Actually, let me go and drink some water because my voice, once again, is very raspy. I don't want to have to have such a low voice. I made this iced tea from this tea bag that you can both put into hot water and cold water. I mean, you can do iced tea from any kind of tea. But this one really turned out fantastic. It tastes like peach. It's white tea. So the next point is that we have four seasons in this country. I can't tell you how excited I am every single year for every different season. I'm always the most excited of summer, but then when fall comes around, I'm so happy and thrilled for fall. Winter is, yeah, I mean, once the snow arrives, it's fun, but especially like in the north, because snow arrives literally probably before Halloween, it's a very long time, but it's also very pretty, so you get all the different perks. The seasons also look very different depending on where you live and um not just the seasons but in general like the country looks very different the nature looks very different depending on where you live i feel like this is also kind of normal but not i don't feel like this is necessarily something that is seen in the same scale as in finland probably maybe in sweden and norway as well because the country is so long meaning that the south and the north are very like is it latitude wise very far apart from each other so obviously if you are situated in helsinki and experience the nature there it's going to look very different than 800 kilometers north or even more 
a thousand kilometers north within the same country. It's the same way as if I would go a thousand kilometers south from Helsinki, it would look very different there than it looks in Helsinki, just normal, you know? That's how the earth works, I suppose. But it's been amazing to experience how different the country looks like. Also, just the difference between Helsinki and Turku is pretty big, even though they're quite on the same level latitude-wise, or whatever the word is. Still, I feel like the nature in Turku is different from the nature in Helsinki. Obviously, probably there are different trees that have been planted, etc., but still. Different nature, very pretty though. And also fall looks very different in the north versus in the south. And same with the winter, obviously, because um, it's colder in the north, so the nature is gonna look different than in the south, and that's also normal. I feel like in the south also, it lacks snow many years, or just uh, with climate change, it has become more and more common not to see as much snow during the winter, if at all. I think not last winter, but the winter before that, we didn't have almost any snow in the south during the whole year, which is not normal. Then we have this word called Sisu, which probably all of my Finnish friends know, and probably many people from not from Finland also know. It's a word that doesn't have really a translation in English or in any other language. I don't remember how it's actually been translated in English. It's kind of like persistence. The translation in English has been determination regardless of cost. And I feel like that's closest to what it means. Persistence is another one. Willpower. Willpower is pretty close. Because I think of Cecil as willpower, really. And um, so persistence and willpower, really. It's just really to not stop and to really push yourself and to continue and to, yeah, like push hard push through difficult situations so i feel like Cecil has been used mostly in like previously in situations where for instance it's butt freezingly cold outside and you're there and you're going on a ski trip and you've done like 10 kilometers but the route is 15 and there's a horrible blizzard and you just want to give up or whatever but then you take your Cecil and then you just push through the last five kilometers to your house that's basically <laughs> i think like the easiest way to explain it just yeah willpower and persistence um and i feel like that's something that's very admirable in our culture and um it really sets a good standard in many aspects but it obviously also has a downside so since Cecil has been very integrated into the population and the culture people don't necessarily ask for help as easily as maybe in other countries meaning that they're also with Cecil also has come the attitude of I have to manage everything on my own and I can manage everything on my own I just have to like try hard enough and persist etc where as you could really just ask for help from somebody else and the situation would be much quicker and easier resolved, whatever it might be. And I feel like this is something that is especially seen in mental health and that varies obviously very much within families, but just the attitude of I have to manage on my own and I'm not going to seek help in a mental health situation is very toxic and very, yeah, very bad, really. But for the most part, I feel like Sisu is a good concept and has a lot to offer to this world. So I moved to Finland in 2007, 
when I was seven years old. And in 2007, I was still very social and made new friends very easily. I was very outgoing, extrovert, you know, loving to chat with everybody. And I feel like that comes just from in Belgium. It was courtesy to talk to other people and ask about their day and be friendly with your neighbors, have them invite them over, etc. At least in the part where I lived. So when I moved to Finland, I was still very social and didn't understand the unsocialness of Finnish people. But now, having lived in Finland for such a long time, I absolutely love the fact that you don't have to talk to strangers and that you can completely mind your own business and that everybody minds their own business and doesn't really pry into your life, at least in the capital area. I feel like when you're living in a smaller rural is it rural area i don't know smaller areas like villages and stuff there people are very chatty and very nosy but in bigger areas or like for the most part people just mind their own business don't really talk to you um for instance if you are just hanging out in the same elevator you don't have to talk about the weather if you're sitting next to each other at some sort of reception and you don't know each other you don't have to talk you don't have to say hi i don't know in any sort of situation really and i know that this has accumulated negatively because i feel that i am or um, at least i feel more awkward in social situations nowadays than i did when i was a seven-year-old obviously people change and i feel like i've also become more of an introvert the more i've grown up but obviously also the culture affects how social you probably are and i feel like the lack of social situations in a sense has also made me more awkward or made me feel more awkward when i am in social situations and in new ones obviously not with my friends but like yeah it really depends on the situations but anyway also i have adapted the plain awkwardness of being in a small elevator with somebody that you half know for instance your neighbor it's like the worst thing i can ever know in helsinki at my parents place they have a pretty small elevator and you can fit like a maximum of three people so there are i can't even tell you how many times this this has happened but when i come home and i press the elevator and i'm so tired and i'm like okay I'm not gonna walk up the stairs because they live in the sixth floor. I'm just gonna, you know, take the elevator and go. And then I can see somebody at the outer door with their key and they're about to come in with the neighbors. Now with corona time, you know, you could take the elevator and not, you know, go in the same elevator. And usually if you stay there, the other person who's come afterwards will walk the stairs and won't come into the elevator with you. But I don't take the risk. So, so many times I've ordered, or ordered, I've pressed the elevator button, I'm waiting for the elevator to come, and then a neighbor is about to walk into the hall, entrance hall area, and I'm like, fuck this, and <laughs> I start walking the stairs up to the sixth floor to my parents' place, really just cursing the fact that I have to walk the stairs, but it's a hundred times a better option than having to be in the same elevator with your neighbor. And before I sometimes just tolerated the awkwardness but now with the corona situation and also just don't want to take the elevator with somebody else because of corona and i don't know because you never know if somebody's going to come into the same elevator as you and there's no like general rule in that apartment building that you can't go into the same elevator as somebody else because in many other places i've seen like an a4 that has been printed that says that hey only one person allowed into the elevator unless it's like from the same family 
etc. Yeah, I've become very Finnish in that sense. Next up, which is from a completely different area, is the summer cottage tradition that there is in this country. And by this, I mean that almost every family has a summer cottage or has had a summer cottage or knows somebody who has a summer cottage. And it's very common to go to your summer cottage during weekends or the summer etc. And I feel like it's really a lovely tradition because summer cottages look very different but they always have like the same very homey feeling and it's also always very relaxing to go there and I feel like it's usually joined by good company, good food and sauna. It's basically like having a second apartment which is simply made for relaxation and spending time relaxing. Yeah. We have our summer cottage and Jay's parents have a summer cottage and they are both in very different places around the country which I feel is a gift because I can experience two very different summer cottages. One is on an island and one is inland and they have both great things to offer. Obviously they both have saunas, multiple saunas, which is my next point is that literally how many saunas there is in this country and the fact that there is saunas everywhere. For example, in general, there's general saunas in apartment buildings that you can rent for an hour a week or more so that you don't have a sauna in your own apartment. Or if you don't have a sauna in your own apartment, you're gonna have a sauna in the building where you live and you can rent that for yourself for an hour a week or more or less depending on the building that you live in. And obviously, it's also very, very common to have a sauna in the apartment apartment complex that you live in and that just saunas just make everything so much better especially during the winter when um it's very cold outside it's one of the best feelings ever to just go to a sauna and relax if i seem distracted i'm looking at my nail because it looks cracked and i'm kind of sad about it damn I'm trying to learn how to make polygel nails, but for some reason I can't make them stay. They keep on breaking, like the ends of the nails, or then just sliding off. I haven't had the sliding off problem anymore, but they still break off at the tip of the nail. So I feel like I don't know how to make them thick enough but so that they're not too thick, because if they're too thick, they also break off. Anyway, yeah, what was I saying? Shortly, just swooshing by the subject of having a democracy and being in the European Union. I feel like this is something that's very just given in a way, but not every country is a democracy and I feel like a democracy really, you know, outweighs a hundred zero just having a dictatorship country or whatever you say in English. Literally I can't speak. But yeah, having a democracy rocks. Yeah, awesome, you know, 10 out of 10 would recommend. And being in the EU, I feel like just doesn't give anything but benefits, you know? The EU gives so much, like, I feel like I literally don't understand Brexit and I feel like a lot of people don't understand Brexit, but just, yeah, I don't understand it because I feel like there was so much good, like the whole trade system, the fact that you can travel between countries so much easier, that there aren't, but you don't have to pay like extra taxes if you're ordering items from different countries like just there's only plus really and the fact that they also make have decision making in the eu like higher and for instance 
one of the good things or great things that I think EU brings is that if you've been, you feel like you've been wronged in your own country and your justice system, you can always go to the court of, the European Court of Human Rights, no, not European Court, just the Human Rights Court, <laughs> I should know this, I'm a law student, and also the European Union Court, is it that? I don't know, I don't, I just suck at knowing the terms in English, but you can get you know, reevaluated by another other countries basically, and your case can be kind of continued to yeah, it can be sorted through once more, and you might get justice from there if you haven't gotten it from your own country. And I feel like that's something that's really good and ensures that the justice system works. I have a few more. One of them being finished design, not just Marimekko, but like innovations. In general, I've seen a lot of products that have been made out of like birch wood or recycled plastic. I feel like um, just nature is taken a lot into consideration and more and more, um, which can see, be seen in products and innovations, like the way that food can be packaged differently to reduce the amount of plastic. This probably can be in different countries as well, but it's just something that I have personally noticed and that I also enjoy. The fact that you can recycle plastic in this country is kind of awesome. Doesn't really have to do anything with design, but still. And I really like Finnish design, like just for instance, Itala, this Finnish brand, has incredibly pretty designs. I feel like they have very um, smooth and beautiful, like they're all the products that they have and just very classic. They're timeless. Yeah, I think like timelessness in Finnish design is a very strong aspect and a lot of it is very practical but beautiful at the same time and also marimekko dresses or not dresses but just clothes in general i don't know how well they last now but at least they previously they've lasted for 20 years easily so that you don't even see a difference in um the cloth the piece of clothing so literally you can just keep on washing the piece of clothing and it doesn't fade over like 20 years i don't and as i said i don't know what the quality is nowadays but still it is very high standard maybe it doesn't last 20 years but at least it lasts like 10 to 15 years easily for instance the dress that you've seen me wear multiple times in my videos on youtube from when i got it for my birthday i've washed it already like five times and you can see like no difference at all when usually if you've washed your your piece of clothing for like five to ten times, you can start to see some sort of small fading or losing its shape, etc. So I feel like that's a good sign of a great item of clothing that it keeps its form and clo uh, colors throughout the washes. And lastly, I have how unpopulated our country is compared to many other countries. So for instance, during Corona, I feel like it's been a lot easier to calm down the virus spreading because regulations have been so effective since people are already very isolated. Not everywhere, obviously, but I just feel like people have been in general pretty good at wearing masks and listening to restrictions and so forth and just the fact that there aren't as dense um, areas where people are living definitely helps well obviously if there's only like what 5.5 million people in this whole country when in many cases there's more than that more than like 6 million people in just one city and other countries uh, like the capital area etc i feel like what isn't there like 20 million people just in london so obviously the situation is very different because of how little <laughs> or how 
how much less people there is in our country but that i feel has been a big bonus during this pandemic but i also like the fact that our country is very unpopulated just in general because it means that there is a lot more nature there's it's a lot easier to go to nature and to explore the areas and be by yourself uh, without having huge amounts of people around you it's pretty easy to get pictures without other people in it and you can find a lot of quiet spots to be by yourself yeah i don't know especially like during corona it hasn't been hard to go to parks without you know seeing other people or like having the risk of being closer than two meters to people so you've been able to maintain the social distance etc so yeah i don't know i like the un- un- unpopulation <laughs> un- unpopulatedness of this country and obviously with going with the four seasons i just remembered is midnight sun or how much light there is during summer it's incredible the summers here are completely fantastic but i feel like definitely has a bipolar effect because the winter is cool not just temperature wise (laughs) just in general it's cool but the lack of sunlight is so depressing and it's so energy consuming i'm so much more productive during the summer and definitely know how much light affects my mood etc but yeah it's currently 23 35 when i'm recording this and it's still light outside like the sun has set obviously but it's still light like you could go out and still see everything i don't think it gets pitch black like at all now because it's still getting lighter until the 21st uh which after it will just get darker yay no yeah very light and it's incredible i've we've been going to sleep at like 1 a.m and it still has been like super light outside and i'm probably gonna go crazy once i go to rovaniemi because the sun doesn't set there like at all basically so that will also be interesting to experience but anyway that was it for today's episode I hope that you enjoyed it, or this week's episode, because you probably will be listening to this tomorrow on Sunday. Anyway, I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, I will be in your ears next weekend. Until then, take care. If you want to, you can go and leave a review to this podcast on Apple Podcast, or I don't know if there's like a different place where you can leave reviews slide into my dms at yasu stories on instagram let me know what you think i really appreciate every um comment that you you listeners have given to me either on review format or just giving me feedback by sending me messages they have warmed my heart so thank you so much it means a lot to me to hear your thoughts and especially if you've liked some sort of episode and like the thoughts that i've shared it always reassures me that what i'm saying is not complete nonsense and that you actually in fact like listening to this Mm, i will return next weekend with a brand new episode until then take care if you have any suggestions that you want or topics that you want me to discuss once again you can come and chat with me in on instagram i think that's the easiest at yesu stories or send me a message if you have my phone number whatever until next weekend take care and see you then bye